0: That doesn't even make sense. But we do appreciate you guys. Thanks so much. And how about it? like a shout out? We've got like so many people who make this thing possible every Sunday morning. So thanks to our band. Thanks for everybody singing. Thanks for everybody who set up this morning, coming in early, moving chairs, sweeping floors, getting the nursery ready. So thank you. A big round of applause for all of you who made this possible. We really appreciate you. You don't get thanked enough, but we really do appreciate all your efforts. Uh, Today we are in part four. Four, I believe, of a five-part series. And so this series that we're doing, this message series, this sermon series, whatever you want to call it, we're calling this Rise, Healing a Divided Nation. And the reason we're doing this series is, um, I don't know, if you're watching the news, if you're reading the news, if you're paying attention to what's going on in the news, it seems like there's a lot happening in our nation. And it seems like we're a bit divided. And the tensions are high and there's like these extreme differences. There's the right side, there's the left side, there's Republicans, there's Democrats, there's uh, liberals and conservatives going at it. And it seems like we are living in a divided nation. And so what do we do about it? Do we just shrug our shoulders? Do we add to that division? Do we raise our voices? Do we stand on a soapbox? How, How do we handle this? What should we do? How do we actually heal this divided nation, what seems like a divided nation. And so, Kelby mentioned earlier that uh, if you missed any of the messages in this series, and if you feel like you're a little bit lost today, uh, this is part four, what happened in the rest of these, um, you can go on our website and check those out. Uh, You can listen to those messages. Week one, we basically talked about the fact that there is truth that's out there. You know, we got all this media happening, and there's like, you know, fake news, fake news, everybody's fake news, where's real news? There is a truth that's out there. But seeking after truth and seeking after validation for your opinions, those are very different things. And so it takes courage, it takes guts, it takes tenacity to actually seek for truth and not just seek to have your opinions, your preconceived notions validated. Then we talked about this herd mentality thing that we can get into. And, you know, we human beings, we have all these needs, a need for community, a need to to, um, connect with people, a need to have an identity, a need to be on mission, a need to worship somebody or something. And it can be very, very dangerous when we have these needs met in the wrong thing. And so, believe it or not, Jesus can meet all of those needs provides us with that need for community, a need for, to engage in a mission, a need to have an identity, and a need for someone to worship. Then last week, we had the message was rise, and we talked about you know, all, the, all the different issues that are in this world, and how do we respond to, to unfair treatment as individuals? How do we respond to a lack of justice? How do we individually, personally respond that when, when we're persecuted against or discriminated or, or face ageism or sexism or racism, how do we respond to that? And so before trying to solve the issue for other people, how do we individually respond to that? And we talked about the fact that we need to try and take this attitude of of rising above it all. We read some scripture about raising up on eagle's wings and being above it and saying, whatever efforts you make to try and tear me down, they're not gonna affect me because I know Jesus loves me. I know I'm precious to God. So I'm gonna rise above the mistreatment. I'm gonna rise above the injustice and I'm not gonna let that tear me down. And that brings us to today's message, making your world smaller, how to make your world smaller. Um, What's trending recently? What's been going on in the news this week? Uh, do you guys, like, I don't know what your morning routine is, where you get your news, where you get your information, but um, so many different social media outlets or one have like the What's Trending column, the What's Trending category. Do you know what I'm talking about? Those of you who use those different apps. Um, so it tells you, like, what are the main things going on? Not like the, the important stuff, but what are the things that people are talking about in the news? What's happening? Um, there have been some things that happened, like yesterday, and over the course of the week, I know that one of the top trending things yesterday was um, an actor, John Hurt. Do you know that actor? That He died, and he was battling cancer, and he died, and that's sad. He was a, he was a really solid actor. I liked him. He played Doctor Who on that Doctor Who like, special. Any, any Whovians? That's what they're called, Whovians, right? Yeah. He was good, wasn't he? He was like that, and I liked him. He was like that interim doctor for that special. He was really good. He was the guy that, in Harry Potter. Um, Ollivander, thank you very much. Uh, So he was a great actor, and he died, and that's sad, right? And so that was trending. Um, What else was trending? Uh, There was something about um, Mikhail Gorbachev was saying that the world is headed for war, and we should watch out for this, and so that seemed like that was a pretty important thing. Um, California was threatening to secede from the Union. That was a trending issue. Uh, That sounds pretty important, Uh, some of this stuff is kind of political posturing, so you don't know what's actually going to happen. What else was trending? Um, an actress named Mishka Barton. Is that a person? Misha? Misha. Okay. She was uh, going to get seek help for mental issues, so that was a trending thing. Um, earlier in the week, uh, both end the last week and this week, Madonna was trending. Um, Madonna had made some comments and said some stuff about burning down the white house and so she was trending she was in the news people were commenting on what she had to say and all this and that and the other so there's been a lot of things trending you know every day there's something new trending every day there's something new that people are talking about that people are commenting on that people are obsessing over that people feel the need to weigh in on that people feel the need to have opinions about there's all this stuff that's trending but there's a difference between what's trending and what's important right Listen, you already knew that, didn't you? (laughs) There's a difference between what's trending in the news, I'm doing air quotes if you're listening online, what's trending in the news and what's actually important in life. There's a difference between the topics, the issues, the things that people are talking about and commenting on and thinking about and what's actually important to you, specifically as a human being living in this community with your needs, with your issues, with your family. There's a difference between what's trending and what's important. I mentioned the Madonna thing. A lot of the people, you know, so many people went online and felt the need to comment about what Madonna said. You know who Madonna is? You guys know? She'd been around for a while, right? It's always nice when, like, a celebrity is mentioned and I know who it is because anymore, I don't know half these people. Who are these celebrities? I'm like, oh, Madonna. I know who she is. She sang some songs. She was in some movies. She was in A League of Their Own. That's a good movie, right? I know who this person is. And so I don't know the context of what she said. She made some comment about bringing them to the White House. And people just, just went online and went crazy. Some people defending her. Some people saying, hey, listen, you know, we have free speech and she can say what she wants to say and you got to look at the greater context and all this, that, and the other. And other people went in the other direction and went crazy. we got to like, you know, have her executed or put her on trial or kick her out of the country or if you don't like it, you can move, all that kind of stuff. Me, I just don't care. <laughs> I don't care. And that's no offense. To, does anybody know Madonna here? She's like a sister or a friend. Are you, do you know her? Are you serious? Never Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> No, but here's the thing. Like, I, I, just, I, I don't care what this person says because she's not in my life. And, and, and here's the way I see it. Maybe I should have brought some props today. kind of last me. Like, uh, here's something I've learned about myself. I only have so much care in me, okay? I only have so much. And I have to be careful where I spend that care. Because care, it's kind of like money. There's not an indefinite amount. Yeah, like You eventually run out. Time, you eventually run out of time. And I think care is the same way. You can spend your care, you can spend your concern, you can spend your passion, whatever you want to call it, you can spend it on the things that that are just trending and not things that are really, really important. And that's a mistake that so many of us people in this country make. Whether you're a Christian or not or wherever your background is, we can spend our care in the wrong places and then when something important comes along, we're just out. We're just out. I mean, can you imagine if my daughter came up, one of my daughters, I've got three of them now, wow, pray for me. If one of my daughters came up to me and said, you know, Dad, I just had a really rough day in school, and it's been really tough, and I had to deal with a, you know, bullying issue, and I was like, you know what, honey, I, I can't, I'm sorry, I just can't care about this right now, because I was online all day commenting on the new Justice League movie, and I think it's going to be really bad, and so I was commenting on that, and I was trying to make my case, and I pulled all my care into that, and then I had to weigh in on the Madonna thing, and then I had to share my opinions, and so I'm sorry that you had a bad day, but I'm all out of care. I used all my care on this silly stuff. I'm sorry. I mean that's a ridiculous kind of example, but this is a real thing. It, it, it's not just me. We all have limits, okay, to how much we can care, how much we can invest ourselves in these different issues. And so we like in, inside we already know we know there's a difference between what's trending and what's important. We know that, but we have to act on that information. We have to be able to have self-control, whether it's your real life, or among other people, among coworkers in your community, or your online life, which can be very different than your real life. we got to be careful not to invest ourselves so heavily in these things that don't really personally affect you or your family or your community that aren't really going to make things better. Don't pour all your care out on the wrong things. It's like spending your money on something that's foolish. You can spend your care on something that's foolish. we got to be careful not to do that. It's one of the problems that we face in this world. And there's that big difference between what's trending and what's important. Let's invest ourselves. You know, the things that are important, they're worth caring about. Let's identify those and pour ourselves into those issues. Now, there's not going to be like a universal, here's a list of things that are all important, here's a list of things that are unimportant. We're allowed, to have, we're allowed to have some things that are important to you that aren't important to me, that's fine. But we need to identify those things, invest ourselves in those issues. I've got... Um, you, I feel like we all have a friend like this. I've got a friend who's always sending me emails with forwards and links and, like, check out, you know, exposed secrets of Obama's secrets exposed or Trump's secrets exposed. and you got to get this information out. Do you have anybody? Is it just me? I get these forwards? It's just me, apparently. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> so you have no idea what I'm talking about. Okay. But, but somebody who feels like I'm going to share this information, I'm going to forward it out with everybody and just kind of show the nature of the world and what all the problems are. Well, I got this link sent to me, and I actually took the time to watch it. And... Um, I gotta be very careful, like telling you this story and give you this example. I, I, I'm afraid to do this, I don't wanna say it the wrong way. Um, if you want more details on this story, I can send you a link or whatnot. But basically, I was sent a link to this video, there was a speaker. A conservative speaker who was out of college and he was speaking about a pretty controversial issue he was talking about diversity and he was talking about racism and he was basically talking about how the government or the state how the state's um, attempts to solve that problem have actually made it even worse have actually made it even worse now some people would agree with that some people would not and so there was a young man who stood up and he was a caucasian that's relevant and he stands up and he, and he talks about he's very very form, informed he seemed well educated And uh, there was an opportunity to address the speaker and kind of push back on what the speaker was saying. And he talked about uh, how there has been such uh, rampant racism in our nation in the past, and things are better now. It's not 100% solved, but there is such racism in the past he talked specifically about the African-American community. Again, this is a white guy talking about the black community. And so he said, you know, there's just been people going back to the time of World War II who were oppressed. And they, they, they weren't given equal opportunities to get homes because they were rejected of loans. And, and that even happened up to the Cold War era. Still, there was this discrimination. And he was making this point And he said, listen, it's not fair that I get to be here because of past privilege. I get to be here because my generation right now, we built on the, the benefits or the privileges of previous generation. It's not fair that I get to be here and someone in the African community, African-American community is not able to be here. That's not fair. And so the speaker, and they went back and forth. He said, you know, you've articulated some important things. And, the, and it's about, like, how do we solve this issue? And so the young man speaking, he didn't really have any solutions. He just said, here's a problem over there, and I think the government should take care of it. There's a problem. I think they should take care of them. I think they should take care of them. And so the speaker said to the young man, he said, you've raised some really interesting points and you said that it's not fair that you're here. Would you trade your spot? If it's not fair that you're here and somebody else isn't, would you trade your spot with that somebody else who isn't? Now, this would be a really great story if I could say, and that young man said, yes! And he walked out of that in the auditorium and he went down and he went to his, the admissions office and said, okay, who do you have that can't afford to come in here who deserves to be here? I'm going to give up my spot and give it to somebody in the African-American community. That's who I'm standing up for. That's who I care about. I'm going to switch spots. I'm going to go and pay for that person's education and I'm going to make this right. But that's not how the story ends, right? <laughs> and so the young man said, well, no, no. I mean, I'm not talking about me personally trying to, I mean, now what can I do as one person? So I just think that, that they out there should take care of them. That they, the government, the state, should take care of them. Because, like, what am I going to do as one person? And I know, like, okay, there's a level of hypocrisy, and we're all hypocrites. And, and the speaker said, no, no, I'm not suggesting that we're all hypocrites. I'm suggesting that you are a hypocrite. Oh, wow. A little confrontational, <laughs> a little bit tense, right? But he was making a point. You've got something that you care about, something that seems to be important. It's not just a trending thing. It's just not a passing thing. It's not like this is a real thing that you care about. What are you willing to do about it you care about this thing what are you willing to do about it now listen don't get me wrong there are times plenty of times where we had appeal to a bigger group of people say I'm only one person what can I do as an individual right but that doesn't excuse you from self participation if you care about something if you're passionate about something you can't just expect somebody else to do the work for you I care about this so I'm going to demand that, that my, my, you know, the, the government or, or whatever it is, I'm going to demand that they take care of them. I'm not going to, I care about them, but not enough to do anything myself. I just think you should take care of them. We can do this. And all oh, our kids, they're not getting the education that they need, so I'm going to demand that the, the teachers and the principals, that they take care of this issue. Well, are you getting involved? Are you going to participate also? You see what I'm saying? That self-participation. You care about something. It's more about just posturing and standing up and receiving applause, here's what I believe is unfair. Yay, we all agree. What's anybody doing about it? I don't know. There's <laughs> more than that. Jesus, um, wow, there's something that happens with Jesus, and, and it really rubs his disciples the wrong way. This is in John chapter 12. Some of you might be familiar with this story, but um, he's with his disciples, and there's a woman who comes to anoint him with oil or expensive perfume. Does this ring a bell for anybody? Anyway, she brings this perfume and anoints Jesus with it, which I know sounds weird to us, but it was a thing that happened back then. You know, they didn't have showers or baths or whatnot, so this was it. And so this this perfume was very, very expensive. Uh, We're taught that it it, it cost about a year's wages to buy this, and here this woman was just using this on Jesus. And the disciples said, Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you kidding me, Jesus? Jesus? This, we could have taken this perfume and sold it and then used that money to help the poor. And you've just let this, I'm paraphrasing, by the way, uh, you've just let this woman pour, waste it on you. And Jesus, he says something that's that a little bit controversial. In fact, that we're taught that, that, that Judas, from this instant, Judas made up his mind about Jesus in this moment. He said, something's wrong with this guy. I don't know if I can follow him anymore. And so what Jesus says is essentially, well, I'm worth it. This is a beautiful thing that this woman has chosen to do for me. You will, this is what he says, John chapter 12, you will always have the poor with you. You will always have the poor with you. If you care so much about the poor, go take care of them. Don't be angry whatever somebody else is or isn't doing. This is me expounding on this idea now. Don't be angry about what somebody else is or is not doing. If you care about the poor, they're always going to be with you. I'm not stopping you from taking care of them. Go take care of them. You always have that opportunity to do so. And he was making a good point. You care about something, something you've weeded out. Okay, this is trending. This is, this is important. If you care about it, do something about it. Don't waste your time, don't waste your care, pouring that into something that doesn't really matter. And once you find that something that matters, do something about it. Don't pontificate. You know, it's easy to come in this barnstormers and stand up on the stage and just, here are my ideas, but let's actually do something about it. Stand up on your soapbox or get on your computer and make your point and it's very clever and you get applause from the online community, you get applause from your peers. So what, what's changed? And so we've got this, this work ahead of us where we need to be able to first tell, well, what's the difference between what's trending and what's important? And then figure out, okay, these are some important issues. What, what do we do about them? How do we solve these issues? What can I do as an individual? What can we do collectively as a community to address some of these issues? I tell you what, I, I don't know what's, what's big and, and going on in your life right now, but there's some stuff that, that we can take care of as a church that's really specific. And the whole title of this message, Make Your World Smaller, it's not being more selfish and just looking after you and your own. But in this day and age where we're just bombarded with so many issues, with so many problems, with so many causes, with so many fundraisers, with so many this, with so many that, it can be difficult to narrow down and kind of put those blinders on and say, okay, what can I actually tangibly do to help other people in my own community? You know, it might not seem like a big deal might not seem like the most important thing in the world, but there are things you can do right here. There are things that we need to take care of right here. You know, in your bulletin for the past couple Sundays, there's been this information about this overdose awareness walk in April. Now the reason that we're participating in this as a church is because we've been seeking God and we've been trying to figure out what are the big things that we need to address here in this community. And the issue that keeps bubbling to the surface, one of these issues that keeps bubbling to the surface, is drug abuse. And the amount of people, young people, old people, the amount of people who are overdosing, the amount of people who are dying because of their addiction to drugs. And it's not enough not to, you know, it's one thing for me just to be angry about it, and we're going to stand up, and I'm just going to be angry about it, and that's it, and everybody's going to say, yeah, you're right. to be. No, we need to figure out some way that we can help solve this issue. We need to start somewhere. And so for those of you who found something to care about, if those of you who care about this issue, if those of you who actually want to do more than just talk about it, more than just go online and comment about it, if you want to help your community, this is something that you can do, that we can do together. A tangible issue, a tangible need that we can start to address. And so we've already begun conversations about, well, what do we do? We're going to show up there we're going to walk in this walk. We're going to participate in this walk. We're going to have a table there. What kind of help can we give out? And we're still working on that. This will be the first year that we've ever participated in it. Is there more that we can do? Oh, you're just going to go for a walk? Is that all you? No, there's more we can do. We've got to start somewhere, though. And so we're going to start with this and figure out what is it that we can do to show our neighbors we care. What is it we can do to show our neighbors we don't want you dying? There is hope. There's always hope. And so we're going to be present for that. So if you actually want to do something positive and and create some change in your community, put that date on your calendar. Walk with us. I can't tell you exactly what to expect. It's our first time doing this, but walk with us. Show your neighbors you care. Collectively, let's show our neighbors that Jesus cares. Jesus doesn't turn a blind eye to addiction, and neither should we. Maybe there are other things you can do in your community. You know, once a month, we have this opportunity to work with loaves and fishes. Maybe you get sick of hearing Kelby announce it. Maybe you get sick of seeing it in your bulletin. But once a month, you have an opportunity to provide food for our neighbors, okay? There are a lot of people right here in our own community who are struggling to get by. Maybe they can pay the mortgage bill. Maybe they can keep the lights on, but they just don't have enough to put food on the table. And so that's where you come in. That's where we come in. You can bring your food donations on Sunday morning. You can see, and we're going to try to keep this box out so it's a little bit, more visit, a little bit easier. You can just throw your bag up here. That's fine. But we have a way for you to donate food. And if you want to take it to that next step, show up on Thursday nights, that third Thursday of the month, and help us box up food that we can give to people who are in need. Okay? Is that going to solve the issue of world hunger? No. But let's get specific. There's a need right here in our community. Let's make our world a little bit smaller. There's a need right here that we can help address. Maybe we need to get a little bit more specific. Maybe we need to make our worlds a little bit more smaller. (laughs) There's a great English sentence. Let's make our worlds more smaller. But there are things that we can do right here as a part of a church community. You know, there's something pretty awesome happening in our midst. There's this hospitality ministry. You guys aware of this? Have you experienced this? You know, we've got Joy and a team of volunteers who are really, like, taking this whole thing to the next level. This has become a very important ministry in our church we got people who are making meals for one another, making meals for, for people in our own community, not just our church community, but, but our neighborhood, people who are in need, or if they've lost a loved one, or if they're going through a difficult time, or if they have somebody in the hospital, to provide meals as an actual, practical, tangible way to show we care. We care. We care for one another. We care about people in community. And I know that there have been several people in this church, including my family, who have benefited from this hospitality ministry. You want to actually do something that's going to help somebody else in a real way? Well, you're welcome to join that hospitality team. I, I really feel like this is it. Again, we could talk. We can, we can you know, have all the right intentions. But this is like, this, you guys who are part of this hospitality, you're doing it. You are doing it. So if you'd like to be a part of that team, there's a sign-up sheet at the back table. Joy's right there. You can talk to her in person. You can email Joy any way you want. You can be a part of that team actually helping other people. There are other things you can do. You can join our prayer team. Make your world a little bit small, more smaller, right? Make it a little bit smaller here. There are some needs going on right here. I mean, real Real stuff. Those of you who are on the prayer request chain, when you get those, I mean, there's real stuff happening in our congregation. You want to help somebody? Join that team. Receive those prayer requests and say, you know what? I'm going to spend my care praying for this person in my church. I'm going to spend my care praying for this issue that a church member brought up. Spend it on that. And I I know, listen, this is kind of weird, like... The prayer requests were going around. This is like two weeks ago, and there was just like such serious stuff. People are sick. People are dying. Pray for this person. They pray for that person. And in the midst of all that, I lose my voice. And so Holly put her request out to the prayer team. She's like, hey, could you pray for Josh? And I felt a little bit embarrassed by that. I'm like, there's real stuff to be praying about. I can live without a voice, whatever. And yet she put that request out, and you all prayed for me. And I showed up last Sunday, and I could talk for the most part. right? It wasn't pretty, but we got it out. But it's like that's an important thing, being able to pray for you have an actual need I'm going to bring you a meal. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to take care of a person. You know, I had this roommate back when I was 19 or 18 or 19 when I lived in Pittsburgh. And uh, he used to have this saying. He said, um, let me get this right. He said, I love everybody, but I don't love everyone. Okay, so he thought that was really deep and like, oh, wow, what do you mean by that? So what he meant by that is it's much easier to love a body, a group of people, I really care about this group of people or that group of people. I really care about the poor, in theory. I really care about the lost, in theory. I really care about the minority group, in theory. But to to, to love a person, to love every one, an individual, that's different. That's different. And so maybe maybe he had a point. But there is that thing. We need to get more specific. You want to help somebody, nobody's stopping you. You want to pray for somebody, go ahead and pray for somebody. You want to help the poor, nobody's getting in your way. You can do that. And as these needs come up in our community, you can address it personally, and then you can say, hey, hey, church members, hey, friends of church, what can we do collectively? One of the things that we're really happy about for this year is we have uh, Rosemary and uh, Mickey working together um, in community service, bringing a community service ministry together. And so they're already looking for ways that we can help other people. And so as needs come up, they're addressing them and bringing other people into that fold. But that's what we want to be able to do make our world a little bit smaller, more specific. What are the things that we can do in this community? Because this kind of thing, this one on one, this kind of thing, this is where hearts change. This is where lives change. It's got to be more than just caring about a theoretical people group. It's got to be here's a person, there's a face, and there's a name and I'm going to take care of you. That changed. Man, that's where hearts get changed. That's where people meet Jesus. What's the term that I throw out? Relational ministry. Relational, actually knowing the person, being able to help a person face-to-face ministry, face-to-face help. That's what we want to be about here. So listen, this week, as you go forward, when you pick up your phone in the morning, when you look at whatever your apps are, when you look at your news, of course, you, Christians, after you are done devotions, because you all do this first thing, right? Right? Okay, so after you're, nobody agreed? Okay, after you're done reading the Bible, after you're done praying, whenever you go, you open the newspaper, turn on the news, whatever it is, just kind of like weed out the stuff that's trending and that's not important. So I'm not gonna care about that. I'm not gonna deal with it. I'm not gonna invest my time. You don't, did you know this? You don't need to have an opinion about every single thing that comes across your internet feed, you don't. You don't need to. You don't need to. And I tell you what, some of you know this personally. When you have real stuff happen in your life, you just don't have time to care. When you have real, I'm sick, I got a call from the doctor, I got a loved one. I don't care about what some celebrity said or what some celebrity, I don't care. You know, Jim Gaffigan, he has, um, I feel like I mention him like every other Sunday, the comedian Jim Gaffigan, he's just so funny. But he does this bit about McDonald's, right? He talks about how, like, when people he tells people he goes to McDonald's, and a lot of people are like, oh, McDonald's, that's so bad for you. And he says, you know what? We all have our McDonald's. He talks about the way that we can become obsessed with these trending issues, that we can become obsessed with celebrity gossip. And he says, that's all McDonald's, McDonald's of the soul. <laughs> junk food for the soul. But that's exactly it. We can waste ourselves becoming obsessed over this junk food for the soul, and then we're just just—we're left empty. We can't afford to waste our care. There's real stuff going on, not to theoretical people, out. no, to our community, to our neighbors, to the people in your life. Let me get a little bit more specific. I've talked about the overdose awareness walk. I've talked about things you can do, ministries that you can participate in the church. Let me get more specific. Maybe maybe that's not what you need to do in making your world smaller. Maybe you need to just look at the people in your house or the people in your workplace. Maybe it's your spouse that you need to be caring for and loving on and taking care of and ministering to. Maybe it's a parent. Maybe it's a brother. Maybe it's a sister. Maybe it's a son. Maybe it's a daughter. Maybe it's a grandkid. Maybe it's a grandparent. I don't know. Maybe you've got one person in your life that you need to love and pour your care on. You know what I mean? Care, invest your care with that one person. You've got that person in your life, and you know they're walking down that path. You know they're making foolish decisions. You know you're making, they're making unwise decisions. It'd be a lot easier maybe just to sign up for the hospitality team than to actually talk to that friend, to that brother, to that sister, to that parent, to that son, to that daughter, wouldn't it? Well, I don't want to deal with that. Let me just make a meal for somebody. I don't know. That's easy. No, man. Let's get smaller. Let's get more specific. I know that's more difficult. You know, don't catch Delco disease. Do you have Delco disease? Do you know what Delco disease is? It's that combination of avoidance and apathy. You know what I'm talking about? Delco disease, and it's not, it's not just the Delco thing. Now, avoidance and apathy. I don't want to deal with big stuff, and I'm going to force this apathy. I don't want to care about the big things. I don't want to talk about the big things. I don't want to deal with this. I'm just going to go over here. I'm going to let you live your life, and I'm going to live my life. That's that Delco thing. We got to break out of that. Gots to break out of that. You got people in your life, in your, not the theory, your life, who need you to say something who needs you to take a big risk. Well, what if they're angry or what if they don't want to have a relationship? You need to take that risk. Say, tangibly, actively help somebody avoid catastrophe. It's easier to, to care about what Madonna said than it is to care about that person in your life who really needs you. You know, one of the things I was trying to teach, Lily, I think it came up this week, is now you need to choose the hard right over the easy wrong and i said to her that the hard thing and the right thing are usually the same thing do you remember me saying that and Lily looked at me like what does that mean i think she's starting to get it but that's it we need to be willing to do the hard thing we follow jesus christ who was willing to do the hardest thing for our sake to give himself up to risk everything to give himself up for us let's follow that example Man, if you get enough people who are willing to do the hard right over the easy wrong, we're going to change this community. It's already begun. It's already begun. Let's take that next, next step together and let's pray on that. Father God, thank you. Thank you that we, we live in, in a community where we can freely gather together and worship you. Thank you for giving us passion. Thank you for Um, giving us causes that we are invested in. Uh, Father God, as we go forward as your church, help us be able to delineate between what's trending and what's important. Father God, provide us with with details. Provide us with clarity. What do we need to do to actually, tangibly help the people in our community and in our lives? Father God, we want to say a prayer over this overdose awareness walk coming up in the spring. I know it's several months away, but we just want to pray over that whole event that we would be able to be there, that we would be your church, that we would be active, that we would be an actual source of hope for the people there who are hurting. Allow us to be that, Lord. Father God, we pray for all those who are touched by the loaves and fishes ministry. Uh, we pray that you would f- fill them with food in their bellies, but also provide them with that, that bread that never dies, that bread of eternal life that is found in you, Jesus. Father God, we pray that, that you would give us discernment, each one of us in this room. Show us the people, bring to our attention, bring into our hearts the people that we need to have a conversation with. And Lord Jesus Christ, give us the courage to do just that, to risk so much to have that conversation. Father God, we wanna do all these things because you believe it's what you want, Jesus. And Lord, we just wanna see this community transformed by you. Let your will be done. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen.